All right. Very happy to welcome in, as we do each week at this time, Jay Green, proud Flintstone, and a former Michigan State receiver. Jay, I wish you could be here with me uh, on the deck uh, of the USS Abraham Lincoln. And, uh, uh, you know, I called it a boat yesterday. Uh, you know, that is, is beyond not doing it justice. When you think about uh, the length of a football field is 120 yards, 100 yards plus 10 in each end zone. And you could put three football fields end zone to end zone, and you would still have room for cheerleaders or a band. So, uh, you know, you're talking about 1,100 feet in length, and, uh, you know, they've got this, this court and all these stands, and it's beautiful. But then when you walk behind the bleachers, you see that uh, that's just a small, small part of this ship. I just wish you could be here to see it. Man, Jack, I, I, I really tried to get there. I really did, but I'm glad you got a chance <laughs> to experience it for both of us. I really tried, but, you know, I, I don't have enough skin in the game yet, as they say, and, I, and I'm good yeah. with that. I'll, I'll enjoy watching the game on TV. Well, many of the troops, Jay, and uh, some of the, the generals and officers and, of course, television, they were all asking, is Jay Green here? <laughs> and when I told them that you hadn't made the trip, uh, they quickly convened and decided they were going to play the game anyway. Yeah, you know, I'm sure they were very disappointed, but, you know, that's <laughs> part of life. And, I, and I, think, I think they'll get over it. I think they'll be fine. But I think you just said something. I didn't know the ship was that big, so maybe next time we might be able to have a football game on that ship. You actually could certainly do that. And uh, that would be fun. That would really be fun. Uh, but I want to talk about something else that was fun for you and for a lot of Spartans, especially after the loss to Michigan and the aftermath. Last week, going into Champaign, Illinois, as a 16-point underdog and falling behind early, throwing an interception, uh, Peyton Thorne on the first snap, and then seeing a long touchdown pass by the Illini, and then Michigan State comes back and takes command, uh, 23 straight points, and, and holds on for a 23-15 to 15 win. Uh, some people have said that's a program game or a statement game. I think it's definitely a program game because I feel like going into that game, nobody, you know, I always have my green glasses on, but I, even I, you know, wasn't very optimistic going to that game. We lost eight players and, you know, had a, a plethora of other injuries. You know, so you just really, in that situation, you know, we really couldn't say what was going on. And I think that, you know, it just really, it, it was a program win for them to, to pull that out on the road against a very good ranked Illinois team. Well, what about the idea that this defense, Jay, which had lost three starters to suspension and had, I believe, seven more players hobbled to the sidelines at various points in the game now, uh, several of them came back into the game, but they did miss time. They had to get retaped or examined. And uh, they were able to have five fourth down stops in six attempts. Uh, an incredible show of strength by a Michigan State defense that, frankly, had been uh, left wanting for much of the season. What do you make of that? 
Yeah, I, I think that it says a lot about leadership. And, you know, I read a, I saw an article the other day where they were, you know, talking about Xavier Henderson and the leadership that he brings. And you know and I know that, you know, having a, a guy back there, because that's the last line of defense. So he's a lot of times the one who's put guys in position where they need to be. And I think that, you know, since he's been back, we've seen that. You know, and I, th- I think that's key. Like you said, we we had a lot of guys who went out on injury, but it just seemed like when the other guys came in, we didn't miss a beat. You know, and I think that's that's what's important is that, you know, we kind of seeing guys step up and, and get more comfortable in their role. But I think a lot of that has to do, you know, with the leadership and having a guy like X back there who can help guys get in the position and they don't have to think so much. They can just make plays. I think, Jay, at a time like this, this is where coaching and team leadership, captains, are most important. And Mel Tucker had been criticized because 2022 has been nothing like 2021, but uh, I thought he was at his best last week, not just with the initial suspensions and saying the right things, but getting his team to believe and draw even closer together I remember uh, back when Arkansas was playing in the Orange Bowl one year, and Lou Holtz was the coach of the Razorbacks. And he had some players with disciplinary problems, including his top two running backs in an option offense. And he had to send them home. And everyone said, oh, now, now they go from having very little chance to having no chance. And all Arkansas did was win, I believe, 31-6. to six one of the great upsets in bowl history. But it shows what can happen when people circle the wagon and they decide that, you know, this is their time to make a stand, and uh, that's exactly what we saw. Yeah, I agree, and, and, I, and I really believe, you know, the week before against Michigan, even though the scoreboard didn't show it, I felt like we played a whole lot better on defense than we usually did. Yeah. You know, we made them kick, kick five field goals, and, you know, they – yeah. They've been putting up, you know, high numbers in second half on people all year. And we were able yeah. to hold them to five field goals. So compared to, you know, the beginning when, you know, our defense was getting shredded, I think they changed the scheme a little bit. But our defense overall has been playing better since the Wisconsin game. And I think that's when, again, we got X back and we got uh, Jacob Slade back on the defensive line. Again, another leader. And, and I just think that that's important and, and helpful to, you know, so especially the young guys who we have playing. Jay, uh, I think the game that may have turned it around for Michigan State just in the nick of time was the homecoming overtime win against a, a better Wisconsin team than we imagined at that point. They played very well uh, in the last month. But then uh, going to Michigan and uh, holding the Wolverines to one touchdown in each half. The first quarter of that game, Michigan State uh, actually had edges in all the statistical categories and then trailed 13-7 to at the half when it had had two fourth down failures, including one at the five-yard line and, and then uh, another penalty, uh, which cost Michigan State dearly and ended a drive. So the first half was, was very competitive. And then the second half, Michigan State could not sustain anything couldn't keep the ball, and only had the ball six minutes and 55 seconds out of 30. Michigan had it 23-05 and eventually ground out a win. But last week, this was a different Michigan State team, 
What do you expect to see tomorrow with Rutgers? I expect us to keep building off of the successes that we've had, like you said, since that Wisconsin game. I think the defense has, you know, kind of come into its own, and now I kind of expect the offense to kind of, you know, find its rhythm and, and be able to put some points on the board and let's, you know, put this this thing together. That's what I expect to see tomorrow. Well, is it too early to ask you for a prediction? Do you, do you have those green glasses there? No, it's not too early. I, 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 my prediction is 27-16 to 16 MSU. 27 to 16, and Michigan State as a 10-point favorite then uh, would cover the spread as well. So, so you're making everybody happy with your prediction. Hey, I like to see everybody happy, Jack. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are a couple of other things interesting around the Big Ten, Jay. It, you know, you you had a, a long career at Michigan State starting in 1990, but Illinois still is the favorite to represent the conference. Uh, represent the Western Division of the conference uh, in the Big Ten championship game, and they can do that uh, without a win over an East Division team. Lost to Indiana, lost to Michigan State, and uh, is going to be a decided underdog next week in Ann Arbor. Uh, If Illinois beats Purdue tomorrow in Champaign, that game against Michigan is probably not going to matter. And then the Illini could go to Lucas Oil Stadium and whether they would play Ohio State or if they get a rematch with Michigan, they could lose a fourth time to a Big Ten East team. Well, I think what's interesting is I think if you would look at the record in the crossover games, I would think the East, you know, has a a pretty dominant lead over the West. Of course, you know, sometimes, and especially this year because the West has been down. I mean, the Big Ten as a whole has been down outside of Michigan and Ohio State, and you got Illinois who's, you know, come up and done pretty well this year, but the Big Ten as a whole has been pretty down. So I'm not surprised that, you know, that, that, that they have that record against the East this year, even though they are ranked and doing fairly well. The Michigan State players now out warming up, and they are wearing their uh, traditional warm-ups, but I understand that they have special fatigue uniforms, uh, green fatigue, that they will be wearing in the game to honor the troops, uh, as, as they did previously. They, I think they wore the, the white fatigues the last time. Can I, can I ask? Can I ask? Yeah. Did you broadcast from the last the last one? I, I'm sorry. Did you broadcast from the last one that they had when they played North Carolina? I didn't broadcast from it, but uh, I did call in from it. So okay. uh, we didn't actually bring our operation. Uh, I was willing to bring everything and set up, but it would have taken Doug Warren with me, and uh, he's too valuable back in the studio. So. Uh, no, I, we're I doing it, it this way with a couple of phones. No, I, I was just imagining how wonderful that has to be for you to be able to experience that and broadcast from the deck of that yeah. you know, monumental ship. Well, we broadcast from some crazy places, and uh, we are there sports radio. But uh, this is pretty unique when you think about the setting. And you know, there's only been a couple of games like this in history. Michigan State having been in two of them. 
and uh, to have the opportunity to be asked to do something like this. I think that says an awful lot about uh, what Michigan State represents in college basketball and its commitment to the troops. And, Jay, I don't know if you heard, but they now are going to have a military seat, which will be open at Spartan Stadium. They will have one open seat at Breslin Center, one open seat at Munarina in honor of more than 81,000 servicemen who are unaccounted for since World War One. It's kind of Michigan State's version of the seat of the unknown soldier, and those oh. seats will always now, beginning tonight. I think the first uh, would be Michigan State hockey, and you'll see it tomorrow. You'll hear a lot about it at Spartan Stadium. But uh, the idea that uh, they're always going to honor the troops at every game that way. That is, a, that, is, that is truly amazing. And I was just actually thinking, too, that next year, Veterans Day will be on a Saturday. So while you're there, you might as well throw in the pitch of having that first football game next year. There you go. There you go. Uh, Jay, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. Maybe I'll run into you tomorrow at Spartan Stadium. A lot of us are on red-eye flights, and we don't make the opening kickoff. We'll be there early in the first quarter. So uh, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight and, of course, uh, tomorrow. Doug, uh, this was a fun show, even though it was a, a little late starting. Uh, we had to get onto the ship and go through security and the protocols and they decided I was not a terrorist. Uh, so uh, want to thank all of our guests. Great. We had a chance to, again, hear from Doug Wojcik, Michigan State assistant coach, and Austin Thornton, video coordinator, who was a co-captain here the last time Michigan State played. Also, Stephen Brooks, uh, Lorenzo White, Lieutenant Commander Sean Newman from Okemos, 10-year military man, and... Uh, veteran of the Tom Izzo basketball camp, and, of course, Jay Green. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you on Press Pass Sunday night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.